Today, I am here because a copy of David Attenborough's A Life on Our Planet, My Witness Statement and a Vision for the Future, arrived in the post from my dad. In the accompanying letter, Dad said he'd read it whole and thought I'd like it. So anticipating a day spent in bed with David, I got up to make a cup of tea and that was my mistake. In a moment, my partner had my new book in hand and I turned just in time to see him out the door. So I had to wait, which roused my interest. But that I didn't have to wait for long intrigued me more. My man returned David the next day and said the book was good. I started reading. See, I wouldn't usually read a book written by a celebrity, even one as totally gorgeous and as woven into my formative screen experiences as David Attenborough. Maybe it's because he sits so prominently on the surface of our culture and I imagine myself to be a listener of less amplified voices. But I'm glad I did, because it's a beautifully succinct and powerful treatise on the development of climate change over the past century and an inspiring vision for our future. So the first half of the book, titled My Witness Statement, is Attenborough's autobiography interwoven with the story of the destruction of the living planet. As Attenborough's awareness and experience of the world grows, we see the wild areas on the earth diminish from 66% in 1937 to a scant 35% in 2020. He then takes a brief look at the probable consequences of this in a section titled What Lies Ahead, which is obviously pretty grim, and then spends the remainder of the book outlining a vision for the future and what we need to do to achieve it. It's a difficult story to tell in a fresh way, but he does it. Attenborough is a consummate communicator, supported by what I imagine is a sizable team of talented professionals at the top of their game across a range of disciplines. Like his films, you can feel the contributions of countless hours and expertise from many distilled into a story skin so well crafted that it goes down without touching the sides. Communicating climate change is a delicate business. As explored in the last book I reviewed, which was Rebecca Huntley's How to Talk About Climate Change in a Way That Makes a Difference. Discussing climate change is difficult, not just because our situation is so catastrophic and hard to take in, but because humanity is so deeply culpable. Attenborough strikes the perfect balance of tone and address. He holds our dignity, allowing us to feel safe enough to tiptoe through this quagmire and, without admonishing, ensures we know what's in it for us, whilst leading us to the painfully necessary conclusion that we're not the only things that matter. 
For me, the most powerful and enduring metaphor of the book is the comparison between human development within the closed system of the planet and the life cycle of bacteria placed on a bed of food in the closed system of the Petri dish. Attenborough explains how the bacteria goes through a lag phase where it works out how to exploit its environment and then a log phase of rapid growth and expansion until it consumes everything, peaks and then dies. I quote, Food starts to run out everywhere. The gathering waste becomes deadly throughout the dish. The colony crashes as quickly as it rose. Ultimately, the sealed dish becomes a very different place, a place with no food, its environment ruined, hot, acid, toxic. End quote. It's a stark and all too familiar image that reveals how the involuntary drive to survive and thrive is tempered by the container, that which both enables and disables life. It's a good metaphor because it moves away from understanding our actions as springing from some kind of moral or ethical failure, indulging in the arrogance of self-flagellation, to understanding ourselves as part of and dependent on the ecosystem of our planet. The ideal to strive for is what Attenborough calls peak human, where the rapid developmental gains of the past century benefit the many rather than the few where we do not exceed the nine planetary boundaries of the Earth's environment and cause it to collapse, and where human populations stop mushrooming and stabilise. Attenborough's path to rectifying planetary derangement is to rewild a sustainable percentage of the Earth's land and sea, thereby enabling the natural ecosystems of the planet to heal the damage. To achieve this, we have to take up less space – And that means shifting to a plant-based diet and rethinking how we produce food and a whole bunch of other stuff. And this is in addition to switching to clean energy and letting go of growth as a key indicator of success. Though this book took me several rather than one day to read, I found it thought-provoking, illuminating and well worth the wait. Thank you for listening. My name's Kyla Brettle and I'm a media maker and observer of climate change and climate action. More on me at blog.kylabrettle.net. And this beautiful track is composed by Rob Law and Rob and I collaborate on a sound project called Endgame. Check it out at endgamepodcast.net. And now, for those of you who have heard about Podcasters Declare but might have some questions about what exactly it is, I'm going to read aloud the copy from the website podcastersdeclare.com, accurate as of the 7th of March, 2021. Podcasters, we've got a real true crime on our hands. Apple has no climate category, but this open letter changes everything. 
This campaign is for podcasters and listeners that see the benefit of a climate category. That means you either make, listen to, or support climate podcasts. What's the problem? Apple doesn't have a climate category, so it's too damn hard for listeners to find what they're looking for. This open letter will change that. Apple Podcasts sets the tone for the entire podcast industry, $2 billion US per annum. When they added true crime as a category in 2019, all podcast apps followed their lead. If we get Apple to change, we change everything. Help raise the volume for climate-engaged podcasters, because the real true crime is climate silence. The deadline, April 22nd, Earth Day. Apple has big eco plans, so our plan is to deliver this open letter on April 15th, affording them a week to launch a climate category on Earth Day. We just need you to sign our letter before the clock hits zero. As of recording, we're at 39 days, 5 hours, 33 minutes, and 32 seconds. As of the time of recording, 184 podcasters and 248 listeners have signed. Will you? The Open Letter to Apple It's 2021, and the podcast industry is getting close to maturity. In fact, it's well into its teens. Ever since Apple took podcasting mainstream, you've been a benevolent caretaker of this nascent, sometimes needy, but always promising medium. As Steve Jobs said in June 2005, podcasting is the next generation of radio, and through natural disasters and pandemics, podcasting has stepped up to the plate for delivering the information people needed in the best way for them to get it. And this powerful, personal, innovative new form of media wouldn't have been the same without your involvement and championing of it. We've had fun since 2005. The early dominance of tech news, politics, and comedy then saw a wave of interest in true crime, which may empower and even help protect vulnerable people. And you responded to that wave by adding categories for true crime, history, and fiction, which validated the space for those genres of content to grow, to be charted, to allow their listeners to know where to look for them. You gave podcasters the words to describe what they made. Now podcasting is coming of age. 16 years after Steve Jobs gave the official backing and support of Apple, and with age comes, hopefully, maturity. And with power, responsibility. As you say, climate change is a defining issue of our time. So podcasters are talking about it, engaging with climate using the next generation of radio, the medium we turn to not only for distraction or entertainment, but as a source of comfort, connection, and potentially life-saving information in times of crisis. We need not in this letter list recent disasters and cite the attribution studies that show that the climate crisis is upon us. You know this, Apple. So will you allow podcasting to mature and validate a space for the climate to be discussed? Will you use your power responsibly? This letter has been signed by audio creators making podcasts that engage with climate change. Climate may not be the sole focus of their shows, but it does intersect with nearly every topic. Climate is not absent from our stories, it's muted. So we ask you, Apple, will you help us end the silence on climate change in the medium you have supported and nurtured for over 16 years? 
If you add a climate category, it will be a small change to your podcast directory, but would open the doors for this space of audio creators and their audiences of climate-engaged listeners. Because we're all climate-affected, and the true crime is silence on the climate crisis. Thank you for listening. We ask you to sign this open letter if that speaks to you from podcastersdeclare.com. You can sign as a podcaster or a listener, and we greatly appreciate if you sign, if you'd share the word. We have only a short amount of days left to meet our window for making the biggest possible impact. We'd love to see a climate category in Apple, and we think that with your support, we can make this happen. Thanks again.